The U.S. National Institute for Standards and Technology, or NIST, defines cyber resilience as the ability to anticipate, withstand, recover from, and adapt to adverse conditions, stresses, attacks, or compromises on systems that include cyber resources. As part of our effort to push the cyber resilience topic into mainstream tech, security, and business discussions, we've invited Pirapong Zhongbi Bu, Regional Senior Director, Southeast Asia and Hong Kong for Fortinet, to share his perspective on cyber resilience in 2021. Pirapong, welcome to Podjets for Future CIO. Hi, uh, thank you, Alan. It's very pleasure to be here. What exactly is cyber resilience and how is it different or related to cybersecurity? Yeah, I think all along we have been talking about cyber securities, how we actually transform uh, our uh, business, our network infrastructure to be more cyber. And of course, it's involved security on top of that. Uh, in order to enable cyber security, we, we also looking at the terms today, uh, which is the cyber resilience uh, here. It's more flexible rather than just the technology itself, but it's also including a process on top of it. How we actually apply the cybersecurity or technologies to adapt into the business because that's involved many things, people, process, and also technology itself. So that I think is a key main difference that we are looking at between the cybersecurity, which is the technology itself, and the cyber resilience uh, or resiliency that we are looking at right now. Now, specific to the cyber resilience adoption in Asia, can you cite some benefits of cyber resilience? Cyber resilience definitely is more proactive approach and also applicable approach that any organization need to understand how to make use the cyber security in their organization. So, for example, you may have a lot of cyber securities uh, technologies around that, but do you have enough resources to manage that? And how you actually mitigate the threat and also respond into that? Because in order to, to have cyber security, sometimes it's about detections alone but there's no response and taking any actions, right? So cyber resilience will be more like practical approach that we are using technologies around the, the business. I think that's what uh, I, I feel it, it will be uh, a benefit and also the approach of this uh, cyber resilience here. In terms of elements or the components, what would make up a cyber resilience strategy or solution or approach? What are the key parts of it? I think the key part definitely is to looking into all critical infrastructures. Since we're talking about security, it's something for you to be protected, right? And also, where is the attack surfaces? Let's say you are very, very standalone. There's not much of the uh, attack surface that you will have it, right? But uh, if you are connected for some uh, reason, for example, you are more uh, digital transformation. So you need to connect to the world. You need to be more available, uh, more visible. Abilities and more efficiencies, right? So you also at the same time increasing your attack surfaces, right? So if you can consider where is the critical infrastructures or attack surface is, then you introduce the parameters, the process to actually protecting your infrastructures or business from there. I think that will be the very high level how we actually looking at the the parameters around it. What are organizations in in Asia doing right and also doing wrong, more importantly doing wrong, when it comes to implementing their cyber resilience strategy? 
I, I think as what I, I mentioned, Salen, uh, probably they have limited scope. Nothing wrong with it because this is the first time we kind of, especially the, during this pandemic, right? A lot of people have a driver faster into uh, the implementation of digital transformation. So nobody experienced it before. Maybe they have, I'm not saying a narrow scope, but enough scope to, to cover their parameters. That probably one of the big mistakes that everybody said. For example, you probably in the business of web services, but you think that you can only protect your web application. That's good enough, whereby the people are now working from home and they actually bring all the malware, this and that. You actually neglect to see that internal protection is also important, right? So that kind of, I'm not saying a mistake, but probably not really looking it on the uh, wider scope enough to, to cover all the attack services. That's very worrying. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now we are into the second half of 2021. Can you name maybe two or three trends that you think will be important for organizations as they look to strengthen their cyber resilience posture? Maybe they're learning things already. What three trends would be important for them to consider? I guess probably, uh, again, I need to mention this since we are on this era, right? So the pandemic really drive everybody's uh, business differently. So they need to adopt the digital uh, transformation faster than before. And uh, that actually driving everybody's application more uh, into the cloud and, you know, digitalization in that sense. So it's definitely a trend for all of us to be moving ourselves more transformation or digitalization. And uh, that will be the very, very first trend that everybody have to adopt themselves and driving their business to be able to survive in this environment. I give you one example. Last time you used to eat outside at the restaurant. If the restaurant don't have a delivery services, they don't have a website for you to order the food, I think they will eventually die because nobody will get into their restaurant, right? They are moving themselves into digitalization without knowing that they have to. Right? So be prepared because all of us in, in, uh, in the usual daily life Life, we already adopt ourselves toward into that area. So I think everybody have to aware of this. This is the first trend. And uh, that was from the business point of view. From the remote workers, I think it's also something that everybody's aware. Uh, this pandemic will be in and out. Sometimes there is a spread. Sometimes it's a manageable, you know. Without knowing my, my colleague in Taiwan, they also experienced, they thought that they managed it well, but now they have a bad time managing uh, COVID-19 in, in their country. So they are 100% shut down, like all of us a years back or a few months back. So they have never before uh, preparing all this uh, remote working solution. That's probably involved many technologies and lens. Uh, probably we, we heard about the endpoint detection and response last year and today we we also looking at the extended version of the endpoint detection and, and response right so why it is required because many people are not working in the organization or the the control environments anymore they are everywhere right so this will be definitely another trend that we are looking at and probably lastly because of that drivers that i mentioned from the first two points i think people need to be aware in any organization that they will experience using more and more technologies in their environments so it means that instead of maybe we're looking at ourselves right so we at home we probably have one devices which is the routers or the wireless but in the future probably you need to implement the security 
because you are connected to more critical network in your companies or maybe your partners, this and that, which required uh, a lot more technology inside there. But the company have to think about, again, uh, I think it's a very good topic that you brought up today, uh, the cyber resiliencies around the holistic view of everybody's in the organization. It, it is including from remote working, in internal organization and the platform from on-premise to the cloud. I think this will be a platform approach that we have to looking at it because there's no way that one human or a few human people will be able to take care of these technologies anymore. I think that will be definitely a second half trend of uh, the things that I mentioned earlier. First, I think there will be more digitalization that I feel that definitely is a key trend and also the remote workings uh, will be continuous to be happen and also uh, internally I think there will be more on the platform approach that we, we need to, to really uh, prepare ourselves for it. Yeah. What is the advice that you could offer to CISOs and CIOs as they look to enhance, update, bring up to standard their cyber resilience strategy? I guess to enhance as what I probably highlighted earlier about the parameters that they are looking at and uh, again there will be um, many aspects to reviews uh, there are I, if I were I, if I from my experience I think many of the CISO organization or the uh, the people who are looking after this when we talk about either security blueprint this and that it's all about technology but I would like CISO to consider like training their people because sometimes you can easily get a phishing email for example so whereby people doesn't really aware that there are tactics rather than technologies for any attack to coming to the organization i think people need to be aware what kind of email what kind of uh, messaging that uh, you know it's an abnormalies uh, kind of event that happening to their company that's the first thing that i think it is important to leverage on people knowledge today i think there are many free training uh, from any vendors out there in the market to let you understand about all this cybersecurity basic one. And of course, in order to follow the trend that I, I'm just sharing my thought earlier, right? So these are really uh, upcoming thing. But in the organization, whether you are ready to, to have that kind of plan or strategies around the resiliencies, security resiliencies inside your organization. So maybe you already plan to protect your web, your mail, your databases and that, but whether or not are they able to have the uh, ability to respond or co coordinate. That's something that I think most of the CISO, we have to, to look at it. Why? It's not about making efficiency, but it's also to look into the cost of operation as well. Because if you are investing something, good technology, maybe top of the world, yet they are not able to collaborate or actually communicate throughout the entire system, you also experience another issues elsewhere. So I think this is something that I probably would recommend or sharing my thought to all the CISO here. Very sound advice, uh, Pierre Pong. That was very, very interesting. Thank you. So, um, is there anything else you'd like to add? Are we okay now, right? Yeah, I, I, I think I'm saying pretty much, but uh, I think for... Pierre Pong, thank you for joining us on Podchats for Future CIO. All right. Thank you, Alain. You have a good day. Bye-bye. That was Pierre Pong Jongbiwul, Regional Senior Director, Southeast Asia and Hong Kong for 14 on the topic of cyber resilience in 2021. You are listening into Podchats for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe 
Have a great day and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now. Thank you.